Welcome to Batchadamia, a podcast so educational it could be a university class. With your hosts, Daniel Dick McHugh, Kim Hanna, and Bill Henniger. Welcome to Batchadamia with only four short hours of Bachelor in Paradise a week. It was hard for us to come up for content this week, but I think we'll make it. Um, Oh, we got stuff happening. What we've seen, we've got stuff. We've We've seen seen things. We've seen things. things. We have seen things. But before we talk about things, I've got an important question of the week. If you could be any type of bug, what would you be? Mm. Insect. I want insects here. So are we? So spiders are out because they're arachnoids. I'll count spiders. Okay. Well, spider then, because I've always wanted to be Spider-Man. So. Oh. Yeah. That's good. Making webs would be kind of amazing. Right? I think I would want to be a bee. Because I look really good in stripes. (laughs) And I like that they basically just hang out in flowers all day. Yeah. So, so a specific type, we talking like bumblebee, we talking like carpenter bee, didn't go that far. Um, I don't know um, the different types of bees because I'm not an entomologist, but I like the big fat ones with that are yellow and black. Bumblebee. Yeah. Okay. That's great. So all this question was really just like a setup because I wanted to drop some exciting knowledge on you all. Yes. <laughs> so- Trap is sprung. Trap is sprung. <laughs> Like so, Puga honey. I walked right the, into that one. The other night we were sitting in a tent, because why not, in our backyard eating popcorn. And curiosity caught me. And I thought, you know, are there any animals or bugs that have more than one butt? You know, I didn't know. And what we discovered is that there's a I'm going to say this very wrong. It's Ramacillus multicodada. Um, and it is, it lives, it's this insect that lives in a sponge and it gets even cooler. It sprouts butts and it has like a hundred butts that go into like the different like pockets in the sponge. And then the butts grow eyes in their own brain. It has a hundred butts with eyes and brains. How cool is that? I want a hundred butts. I defy anyone that says we are not an educational podcast. (laughs) You don't even learn. So, yeah. Knowledge dropped, folks. I don't even know how to go after that. I think our podcast is done for the night. Is that the bug you would be, Danielle? but okay. <laughs> I mean sure why not wow damn anyway I thought that was That's, pretty fantastic I just I don't know where to go from here honestly it is like trying to find a great segue speaking of butts there are a lot of butts on bachelor in paradise they are blacking out a lot of butts. there are so many black boxes <laughs> did they like update the like how much ass 
has to be shown to do the black thing because I swear this didn't happen. Or have the swimsuits gotten smaller? The swimsuits have gotten smaller. Uh, I think it's like a new trend to like have lots of booty hanging out. They've they've stopped um, the high waist and now they're going with the small. Or it's high waist, but no butt. <laughs> they've taken you know? all the fabric from the back, put it up around the waist. But there's <laughs> nothing on their boobs either. That's true. There's just lots of skin. We're in a skin moment. I'm here and, for it. Yes. I hope everyone's <laughs> wearing sunscreen. So rather than, because we are doing um, format or, uh, oh my gosh, I can't talk. And that's what we're doing right now. We're talking. 400 um, hours of recap. <laughs> we can't do 400 hours of recap because there's just a lot of recap. So we thought that we would start out um, with each of us describing some of our most memorable moments and maybe chatting about them. So, Bill, you want us to get it's it's got to be it's got to be Shanae and Genevieve's drunk moment. That's Whoa. that was one of my favorite moments um, to see two okay. mortal enemies bond over the fact that Jesse Palmer is a robot who took their stuff away and get drunk. And it it furthers my belief that nothing brings together people like a common enemy and booze. Like, tequila makes magic happen it does yep and what, so what was up with their funky walk that they i were think doing? they were walking like crabs i watched it again i saw a clip of it last night and i think they were trying to do like the sideways crab walk like okay. squatted down because if i was gonna do my hundred butt butt bug walk i would walk a little bit like they were walking yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that is if you if you all are just listening to us and not watching the show, God bless you. What are you doing with your time? But <laughs> thank you. Uh, my favorite moment so far has been this odd Shanae and Genevieve like team up. They've become best friends. Shanae or Genevieve was sticking up for Shanae last episode. Yeah. She was like wiping her tears away. I, it is magic. That is a real love story. The, the friendships that come out of this. I don't think it's long for this world, though. Yeah. I think because I think yeah. we're starting to see the real Dementor popping out. Yeah. I feel like it's more the tale of the frog and the scorpion, but I'm just living in the like, oh, they're going across the river together. This is so nice. You just can't wait for Shanina. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty wonderful right now. There's a lot of other fun friendships, too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. You know, I think like, yeah, there's lots of other, <laughs> I'm so tired tonight, y'all. What's, what's your, Danielle, what do you got? So I want to talk about Michael. Uh, he was getting some rough press last week and I wanted y'all's thoughts on it. You know, is Michael a villain, right? Um is he just really getting a good storyline from producers? Did he do Sierra dirty? You know, um, what are your thoughts about him and Danielle now? Um, yeah. So what are you all thinking about Michael? Good, bad, in between? I don't think he should be on the show. Mm. Because I don't think if I, this is going to make me sound like a stone cold horrible human being he is not over his wife and so he is not 
going to he doesn't make for good tv because you're either you either feel sorry for him or you're like wait you just did to sierra dirty and then now you're immediately seeing someone else who and you just said you weren't sure that you were ready for another relationship so but he definitely has beefed up and he looks really nice and he's tanning quite nicely on the beach so I say 10 stars for appearance, four stars for everything else. I don't have a problem that he's on the show and he hasn't gotten over his wife, but maybe that's because I don't believe that this show is about love. It's about hot people hooking up. Um, that being said, I've always got kind of a weird vibe from him. Like, I know everyone was like, oh, he's great and he's so nice. I always thought he was a little creepy in some ways. <laughs> Uh, he's just something about him just creeped me out a little bit and I still feel it. I just don't, I can't, I don't, I would say, I don't know that I get like creepy, but I do get like, there's something strange about him. I don't know if I describe it as creepy, but I, I think I feel way. I think I feel some of that too, Bill. Yeah. To be I fair, like Danielle, I feel like like you may not get a creepy vibe from almost anybody. Like <laughs> if Danielle was a child, I would live in fear of her being like, I'm gonna jump on that van. Like you went up to every stranger, I bet. Yeah, Danielle likes I, uh, everybody. You have a puppy? <gasps> it's my favorite thing about her. She sees the good in everyone while I'm over here like that dude's a creep. I don't like him. He will murder you. I'm like that person's so weird, isn't it delightful? They're embracing their uniqueness. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think that you know it's interesting. I have some empathy for sometimes when people are in these situations, right? Where he tells Sierra, you know, I'm not ready for things. And you really maybe feel that in the moment, and what you you don't realize until later. Oh, well, actually, I just wasn't feeling it with you. Yeah. You know, but maybe you don't, one, you want to kind of save face to for them. But like, also, like, sometimes I don't know that, you know, you're kind of like, are working through things. Um, I do think that he is getting really a great storyline from the producers. I think that they're like, really committed to that. <laughs> um, and it, I will say the other people on the show, the other actors, like they seem to really like him too. And I always think it's interesting. Like when you do have some, someone that everybody else kind of talks about in really positive ways, I think that that's probably a sign um, that they are good humans, but um, I do get a little bit of a strange vibe. From him too. Yeah. He, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't think he, I think he was trying to be nice to Sierra. And I think he says, I think everybody does this or most people do this. They break up with somebody and they say, like you said, what they think in the moment, but given a little bit of time and distance and meeting somebody who fulfills the needs that that person didn't, they're like, yeah, but you don't go back to that person and be like, I'm going to need to clarify some stuff. It wasn't that I wasn't ready. It's that you're really boring. And so and you're young. She was now, so young yep. compared to him. Yes. And now I'm ready to date someone because I found someone who has all the qualities that I didn't like in you that I want. Yeah. Them. So just to, to rehash history here, totally ready. You suck. Everything <laughs> cleared up. 
Got it. Good. Like no one goes back and does that. So people who got dumped are like, you said you weren't ready. But I think if they took a minute, they'd be like, oh, it wasn't that you weren't ready. You just weren't ready with me. You were being nice to me. And it's hard because I didn't feel like him and Sierra were a match, even though I think Sierra is so incredibly gorgeous. Um, You know, I just thought personality wise and maturity level wise they just weren't they didn't seem to quite match how about you kim what are what's some of your what's what are you thinking about i'm thinking and i'm trying to wrap my head around and i've been thinking about this since rachel and gabby's season what is it about logan that makes all the women lose their ever loving minds because I don't see it. He is boring. And well, I should, I don't know him. He comes across as boring. He comes across as not like romantic or exciting. And he always has the same facial expression. I'm like, I don't get it. Does he smell really good? I mean, <laughs> does he like, make them eggs every morning and they're like dang i could get used to this i don't i don't get what the appeal is of him because everything we've seen is blah yeah i don't i don't get it either um is it just that he's tall you know like it's just like cuz i can't like i can't figure it out um like is that enough (laughs) for some people it is i that's all that i can make sense so i you know we talk about some of this in some of my classes and like and i'm gonna sound really old but kids these days the students in my class in the last like two or three years one of the first things they lead with is height like both the guys and girls are like, they need to be tall. And then it's usually like a specific, like minimum or maximum. So like they need to be over six foot four. And I'm always a little bit like odd. Okay. Like that's your, you know, um, yeah. Maybe I'm jaded because I'm not very tall. Um, Okay. I will say as someone who is married to a very tall man, there are many things that I appreciate about him, but like the tallness has, I mean, it is convenient at times that I can't reach things in covers, but it really hasn't been much of an advantage in my marriage in any sort of way, right? Like that's like a weird thing to have on a list, I guess. Um, I will say that I had one guy that didn't like it when I wore heels because then I was a little bit taller than him. So I always had to wear flats when I was dating him. But most of the guys I've dated are a lot taller. And it's nice because I can't reach stuff in cupboards and then they can reach it for me. Elaine's taller than me in heels and that has never once bothered me. Well, that's because you are a very different person than this person. That's true, yeah. <laughs> interesting <laughs> fact. So inter- oh, oh, can I drop an interesting, uh, since we're being very educational, this is not going to top the thousand butt bug one, but... <laughs> If you have a man that's six foot tall and a man that's five foot four, the man needs to make that's five foot four. If you had them rate attractiveness um, to catch up, the man has to make about one hundred and twenty five thousand dollars more a year 
than the man who is six foot. I think that's the number that I have quoted in class many a time. So you can make up for being short with money. With money. With money. Which is why Tom Cruise is working so hard. That sounds good to me. (laughs) Tom Cruise has just been making up for being five foot six his whole career. He's not five foot six. He's shorter than that. (laughs) Yeah, probably baby. He's a little baby guy. (laughs) Yeah. So do we think that is Logan really funny? I don't think so. No, did you watch? Okay, so last night. Back into the recap. Last night, him and uh, what was the the girl with the big white teeth? Kate. 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 Him and Kate were like talking and it was like, this is painful. When they were like talking about her toes and he's like, that's polluting. And she's like, ah, you're so funny. It's like, he's not funny at all. Maybe he just smells really good. I just don't get it otherwise. Well, the thing that's interesting is like you go, okay, so maybe it was like, Somehow he's like Gabby or Rachel's like type, right? Right. But then like he comes on this show and like yeah. it seems like he's just a fan favorite. Maybe he just what what if like off camera he's just like way more attractive? You know how like you know like, they need to like, show that. It's like the opposite of like photogenic. He's like I don't know. I I don't get it. I just think it's like I think he's tall. He looks like a surprise bird. That's my takeaway. His face, he just like he always looks like he's like a really surprised like stork or something. All of the different memes comparing him to different like cartoons yep. and like things like that are so fantastic. Yes. And all spot on. He just he looks like tired and dumb but tall <laughs> like, I, I don't get it which I feel like might be a thing that the girls that go on Bachelor in Paradise are looking for tall dumb and willing to drink margaritas all day long with you yeah yeah other things that we need to talk about Bill uh so um as we're going down through our list so we we all put two things that we want to talk about Uh, we were allowed two things uh so um i just want to once again point out that there are a whole bunch of like same-sex friendships going on and i am here for it um the guys last or was it like two weeks ago what's the really young looking guy brandon 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 was ready to go because the girl he likes was gone and they're like, bro, stay. We're going to be together, bro. We'll work with you, bro. It was beautiful. Um, But also in my uh, relationships class, uh, we talk about the old saying that absence makes the heart grow fonder. And I feel like that was what was put to the test. Um, And so what do you think? Was it proven? Was it not proven? I think it was really interesting because a couple of the girls and a couple of the guys were like, I don't like this change. I'm going to stick with my person and interacted not at all with the new people. Mm-hmm. And then the other half are like, let's do this game on. So I think it absolutely depends on the person. Um, and I think in their case, absence, they can't really communicate back and forth. I think now a lot of times, like if you're traveling and you're gone for a while and you're not with your person, 
you're still probably talking every day. So I'm not even sure you're that absent because you're able to continually communicate with whoever it is in a lot of different mediums. Whereas on the aisle, they're not on an island. In Mexico, they couldn't text or FaceTime or anything back and forth. So it really was absent. Um, but it seemed like Serene was like, no, I want no interest in any of these guys. And the new guys are hot. And she was like, pass, no, thank you. And then the guys, there were a couple of the guys that did the same thing, that they weren't interested in the new girls. So Yeah, I was surprised Olu got no play. They were like, mm. I know, he's a beautiful, beautiful man. Yeah. I'd give him play. <laughs> so I was annoyed that I think that it kind of worked, right? Yeah. Like as an experiment, I would say that I think it kind of did work. The absence makes the heart grow fonder sort of thing in a way. And <laughs> the reason that I sort of say this, so this was one of my things is like, I felt that this was like one of the most evil things that I've seen the producers do <laughs> because it just caused, especially some of the women to spiral. Mm -hmm. And so what I will say is, you know, like with Aaron and Genevieve, right. I do think that this is like, they made it through this tough thing and they it reaffirmed how much they liked each other. And like, they doubled, I think they doubled down on their commitments. And like, I think that this experiment experience is absolutely going to probably strengthen the relationship and move it to a more intimate level. Um, with this past IRB, I don't think so. This does not <laughs> seem like an ethical way to treat your participants in this experiment. But I kind of do think that it did for the, if you had a strong enough foundation, I think that this makes the heart grow fonder. If you didn't have a good foundation, then the heart is with someone else on the beach. <laughs> Like Shanae and Logan, for example. <laughs> yeah. I think the way they did it. Oh, go ahead, Kim. Did you watch the previews for next week, Danielle? Yes, I okay. did. Oh, so did you, I miss something? Do you still feel confident? No, no our Aaron and Genevieve, don't tear them apart. My well, here's the problem. Aaron is not happy with, with Shanae. But now, like, Genevieve and Shanae are together. I feel like that's going to come to a head. I feel like they were foreshadowing it. Because Aaron was like, get out. She needs to go somewhere else. Like, his armchair psychologist. Like, they break up because of the Dementor. Ah! I liked when he was like, maybe she should date an alien and go to another planet. And then they would like her. <laughs> oh. Um, I thought the way that they did it was um interesting because the women really had to visually realize that there were five hot women that were walking on the stage and then they were like and you're gone but the men never had to see the guys right mm -hmm. so i think that was some of the reason for the spiraling yeah uh, yeah so i also the think guys... if you go ahead. go ahead go ahead i also yeah, think yeah. that um like the people who wanted to stay committed enacted ways to stay committed. Right. So they were just like, I'm just not going to talk to these people. I'm not going to like interact with them. It was the people. So really the, it wasn't the, the, 
the absence, the commitment to not, you know, to not having a wondering eye was what really hammered it home, I think. Mm-hmm. Which I think, yeah. Yeah, exactly and, what you were saying. Yeah. And I think that like, you know, I think the heartbreaking moments, right, were where you had um, someone like Lace who did all of those things, or was it Jill too, right? That did all of the things and said, Hey, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna pursue these other relationships. And they to only find out that that commitment wasn't sort of there on the other side. Yeah. It's like the thief's dilemma. But Jill hooked her wagon to Jacob. So she (laughs) kind of only has herself to blame. Yeah. One of my favorite quotes of the season was, I cried over an Uber driver. He sold his couch for cash. And I was like, you know, if you looked at Jacob, you'd be like, that guy has definitely sold his possessions more than once and thought, I'm going to live in a van. Or like, One of my favorite edits that they did on the episode last night was like after like so you have like Jill crying because like Jacob breaks up with her and then he's doing like his weird meditations and his like legs are over and his like butts out and I was like you're like that's what you're crying over it was the most beautiful like I was like that was a moment that I was like thank you (laughs) thank you franchise for that lovely edit that you made I mean, I did, I like laughed and asked you all, you know, like, is the franchise losing its wholesome vibe? And of course, like, Bill, like you said earlier, Bachelor in Paradise has always sort of been, this is not really a show about love. It's about hooking up. What I do think has been interesting about the season, though, is that I do feel like while it's always been kind of wild on the part of the contestants like the contestants is a free-for-all I feel like now it's like a free-for-all for what the producers will do and there's like more of these like gimmicks to yes. create drama than I feel like there were in the past yeah I remember back in the day when they would just throw a date card in between them and have them fight it out now we got all these gimmicks We've had two rose ceremonies and we are in week 1,827. They've given up on the rose, sir. They're like, this is boring. Let's. Next week, they're going to introduce a cornucopia. Be like, only one couple gets out. Hunger Games. When they like left them, I think what I was most surprised by is I was like, for a whole week? Like, aren't you all only there for two weeks? (laughs) Like, I didn't that filming was that long so to take an entire week in a switcheroo thing seemed wild to me i don't know why the girls were complaining they got air conditioning they got to go in air conditioning and the guys were wicked hot like shut up and just enjoy the air conditioning and the tequila it's fine don't worry about. yeah you can tell they're of the age that goes to music festivals because like you hit a certain age and you're like i ain't i'm not standing outside for 17 hours sweating like somebody wants to make out with me i'd be like i i haven't brushed my teeth or chewed gum in like three hours there's no way we're doing that sorry like yeah 
These are Coachella people. These are not jazz, three-day jazz festival people. Stagecoach. That's their big thing. <laughs> Do they get to bring books? Like, this has been haunting me. Danielle, it's so <laughs> cute you think they can read. <laughs> What do they do all day? Like, uh, do they have a good library? I've I've wondered that too. I think they just sit around. They work out. They seem like they get up, they eat, they work out, and then they just lay around and drink. They seem very bored. That was Aaron last night with uh, Genevieve was like, it's like, she's like, I thought you were going to talk to other girls. She's like, all I did was play sharks and minnows with the guys. And it's like. Well, I mean, like, that's why, like, these poor people are down there and they're, like, turning their toes into puppet shows. Like, yeah. oh, look at this little piggy whip. <laughs> you know, like, they're, like, I'm, like, give these folks something to read. I'm worried about them. So we wanted to talk about some of our lessons learned or deep Wait, thoughts. Wait, I think Kimmy. I didn't get to talk about mine. Kim's oh, got Johnny. Oh, yes. We have to talk about Johnny. <laughs> yeah, I'm so sorry. Please have this be the freeze frame for Facebook. <laughs> oh, that okay. Hi. Um. So Johnny got all upset that Victoria had a list, and that the other uh, uh, Rex Ryan Rick. I knew it started with an R. Rex. Rex is a much better name, by the way. Um. So Rick was ticking all the things on boxes on her list and Johnny who I didn't like when he was on his own though his season because he's super immature was really upset because she has this list and who has a list and I was thinking literally everyone has a list I think don't doesn't everyone kind of have a list of what they're looking for or or like things that then their person needs to be able to do or accomplish for them to want to be together so I just what so my I've my my statement is twofold. Bill, in your research, number one, do people typically have a list? And number two, what was your lists? And then I'll tell you what my current list is. Oh. Well, I know your list definitely has owns a boat on it because we have no, told you owns we, a boat or has access to a boat. We will kick you out of friend group bachelorette night if you marry somebody or date someone and they don't have an access to a boat that's yeah you're our last working on it um (laughs) yeah so i think people like of course people have lists right no one yeah rather they're like overt lists um or they definitely have like floors that they won't go below right um but what, what we find is that those lists are pretty malleable. So mm-hmm. it's not like you have to meet these things and then you're above the criteria. People will be like, I won't date someone like this. And then they'll be like, but they have really nice eyes. And so they make a concession. And so people don't have like hard and fast lists. I think my problem with Johnny was that he, she's like, well, you know, what a, like, do you want to have kids? He's like, I want to fall in love. And it's like, her thing was like, it wasn't even that he didn't meet her list. It was that he wouldn't even talk about it. Like he was just like, I will not be backed into a corner. I will not change. And it's like, that is a red flag, right? If you're going to date, marry, fall in love with someone, they better at least be willing to talk about their feelings and what they might do tomorrow besides 
chill and hang out. <laughs> well, I mean, okay, so part of the reason he left the last season, right, was because he wasn't ready for a commitment. And so him being on Bachelor Paradise seems like a better fit. Right. Um, and it seems like Victoria is, like, very ready to move to the next stage. And so, one, I'm kind of surprised. You know, maybe his list is, like, someone that doesn't want it, like, to be that serious. But then he looks at Victoria and he's made that list more valuable. Um, right. I, I will say I was feeling a little bit of empathy for Johnny, though. Like, I kind of felt a little bad for him. And I haven't felt anything but sort of, like, who is this guy? And so, I don't know. I guess that it hit him maybe being rejected caused me to like Johnny more. <laughs> Mopey Johnny is interesting to me. Um, he has, like, feelings and emotions. By the way, I think that, like, my church youth group, we had to, like, make a list. And I would love to find this was the, the Mormon, that the I Mormon made. Youth group. The Mormon youth group. I'm pretty sure that there is, like, some activity night, you know, and one of the activities that we did was, like, make a list of things that we are looking at for in a future partner. I can tell you're leaning forward and messing around on your computer. And so I am just hoping against hope that you are looking through old files on your computer. <laughs> it's like 14 year old Daniel. Is that a pro con list for when you met Ryan? Cause that would be amazing too. No, I do think that like, I, I felt like at that time, I think I would have told you that I had a much more clear sense of what I was looking for in a relationship and a partner. I probably at the time could have articulated things to you, but like, I don't know that I know what was on my list. Yeah. Other than like someone I, you know, like someone that I could talk to that I could have interesting intellectual conversations with i don't know what else was on my list i would love to see my list i think an old list would be dynamite <laughs> i have three things i used to have four okay I'm, as I'm a job so far yep very low bar doesn't live in his mom's basement even lower <laughs> and then the one that i've removed now that i'm in my has 40s. 100 butts Oh, sorry. <laughs> right? The, the one I removed, because now that I'm in my 40s, um, has to be able to carry me around because sometimes my legs get tired. But I feel like guys in their, in my experience, guys in their 40s can't always lift the same as guys in their 20s and 30s. Oh, no. They get I don't want to hurt, any, hurt yeah. anybody's backs. Put that shit back on the list. All right. Back on. Yeah. Old man it's, it's, it's like real. Yep. And There's then like, my fourth is has a boat or has access to a boat. Yeah. I'm, I, my standards are fairly low, as my history proves. But um, job and a boat, really, I'll go on a date with you. Start sending in application, folks. Batchadamia at gmail.com. <laughs> That'll be the next episode, Finding Kim a Hubby. Oh, I Not love Not even it. a hubby, just... Somebody to go have drinks with. She's fun. 
finding someone Bill can borrow their belt from. <laughs> and maybe has some like ladders because I'm going to have to paint and stuff and I don't have a ladder. Girl, get your own ladder. Ladders are, you know. They're one they're of those things. Useful. Yeah, you buy and then they lay in your garage and then the time you need them, you're like, oh yeah, I did buy that. Hmm, you yeah. Buy your, I buy the neighbors. buy your own ladder it's so nice to have it you just i don't remember if i had a list i know that being funny and not so i saw this interesting thing uh this research study not too long ago and it is like when men say they want someone who is funny they want someone who will laugh at their jokes when women say they want someone who's funny that. uh and so I, that is actually a, a study that was done but Elaine is one of the funnier people I know and not laughing at my jokes. Like she is a funny person. And so yeah. I know that was on my list. I can't remember what else, but uh, I think what drew me in is that she's funny and she doesn't take herself seriously. And those were two things that I think are pretty important. Excellent. Yeah. All right. So Johnny's wrong and we are right. And now we can go to lessons learned. I will say though, even though I did jump the gun on that, Kim, that memorable moment was like a really deep thought. So, you know, it brought out some important lessons about love and lists. <laughs> I love to drop love lessons on people because I am very good at it. Wow. All right, Bill, drop some deep thoughts. Why am I going? I, I've gone first this whole time. Because that's the order. All right. I just, fine. I must have gotten into like a loop. It was. Here we, Here we go. I think the power of the situation always wins. This is a fundamental psychological uh, thing. Mm. I think that some of these people are probably very reasonable adults. You stick them in a room with a bunch of like, half naked people who are vying for somebody that they might like, and they like lose all concept of like, I think, uh, what's the dude's name? Logan. I think Logan, if he were at a bar and you thought he was attractive and your girlfriend thought she, he was attractive, you'd be like, eh, you can have him. Yeah. Eh, we're just having more fun talking. We're not going to go hit on him. But when you take their books away and you put them <laughs> on an Island and you take almost all their clothes away Logan becomes Lady Smurf and it's the only thing you can hit on and you're going to fight over it. Nice. So endeth the lesson. This is what the <laughs> government's trying to do. This is why you shouldn't let them ban books. We're going to, they ban our books. We're turning into Bachelor in Paradise. Don't let it happen. <laughs> so based on this like theory, should you just never go on bachelor in paradise for love is that your oh yeah no you should go to like you know make out with people drink get some type of sti be happy go home that's what that's what bip is for i think what the, what if i was on bachelor in paradise i would buddy up with somebody on the first week and say listen we're on a we're on we're on vacation it's all you can drink and eat Let's part. Let's ride this train as far as we can go and just have fun together. And we're probably not going to be a magical match at the end, but let's get a six week free vacation out of this bad boy and have a good time. That is the one thing I think the producers are amazing at. They don't like they will let all sorts of like trailer trash, like people who are trying to promote themselves, 
you know, misogynist on there, but they will not allow somebody on there. He's like, here's the deal guys. I'm here to get drunk and have fun. Like they, they do not allow that person on there. Oh no, that breaks the rules. Yep. yep. That is the one thing. You're here that, for love, which yep. is why I'm a breaker. It's a little complicated that like they're doing all these gimmicky things that don't feel like the gimmicks are about helping people. Yeah form connections the gimmicks feel very overtly about making drama i agree which is exciting but you know it feels like a shift in their branding I'm the drama is gonna happen no matter what let it happen well and then they ruined a whole like three episodes by bringing in ashley and what's his bucket it was like get off this get off the screen we don't care about you yeah it would have been done by now. Like last night would have been the yeah. last episode had they not brought in what's their nuts. Now we go till Thanksgiving. Yeah. I will say this. I really truly feel like this season would have been better to watch if they would have just done it one night a week. Right? Yeah. Because I think that condensing everything, it would have created more drama yep. in less time. It would have been better to watch. Also, like, I don't know what this says about us or potentially our listeners. Sorry, listeners. But I'm I put myself in the same boat. Like, what is the fan base that has four hours a week to drop on this? <laughs> Thank you, Hulu, for being a thing that exists. No. Double income, no kids over here, Bill. You <laughs> got all the time in the world. Not happy with my job right now. With uh, my aunt. We're yeah. watching it. <laughs> Not happy with my job. Just like at five o'clock, I'm done, guys. I'm <laughs> Kim, Kim, what have what has your been your deep thoughts, magical moments? Yes. Hit, hit us up. Okay, so I just briefly touched on the fact that I am semi, I am, I'm currently living with my aunt, who is a delight and a breath of fresh air in my life. And she is, um, I have gotten her a little bit addicted to Bachelor in Paradise, because when I watch it with her, the first week I watched it here, she was, I'm sitting at the dining room table right now and the TV room is off to the side and she was sitting at the dining room table reading her book because she is a big reader. If she was on Bachelor in Paradise, she would sneak in books, I'm sure. Yeah. And I could tell she was kind of watching it because she'd make comments, but she wasn't really watching it. And then last, on Monday night when we were watching it, she was sitting in the living room, fully absorbed, commenting on what was going on. I like to imagine and her just creeping. You know, a little closer every week until she's yeah. just like in the yeah. chair. I mean, we, you heard her giggling in the background during our re last podcast recording because at the very end, you heard, she was giggling throughout because she was standing in the kitchen while I was recording. And she absolutely like was out loud giggling by the end of it. And so it brings me great joy to get my 79-year-old aunt's opinion on this show because she thinks that Andrew is a cutie. She's got a little crush on Andrew. Um, she doesn't, she's like, do the girls eat? Like none of them look like they eat anything and we never see them eat anything. And I said, I don't think they, I mean, if you're wearing a bathing suit all day, every day, I probably wouldn't eat that much either. And then I will tell you this, not a fan of Jacob, not a fan of Jacob. 
So um, my lesson learned is that everyone should watch this show with their aunt. It is an amazing experience, and I highly recommend it to everyone. I will say we joke sometimes about the way that this show brings people together, but like legit, this show brings people together. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's a magic. It's like, I really think that if they needed to rebrand, I'm I'm putting this out into the world for you, Bachelor franchise, that if they would rebrand themselves as a show that brings people together. Generations coming (laughs) together. To watch Bachelor in Paradise. Yep. Yes. I mean, it was like, it was the cure to COVID loneliness. Yep. It was. Yeah, Bachelor Watching Pod was all started out of a, uh, yeah, nothing to do. Absolutely came and out the of podcast COVID. was started out of COVID loneliness. <laughs> Absolutely. It's like, it's, it's a Back when the three magic. of us had nothing to do and now we're like, oh, we're busy. <laughs> so dumb busyness now we record at 11 o'clock at night because it's the only time we can all get together (laughs) so well and i mean i will say it doesn't help that it takes me four hours a week to just watch this show right now (laughs) 100 percent, 100 percent. so i was like thinking about this and i was like how do i have a lesson every single episode we've watched like all of this time and I was like I don't know if I just haven't had deep thoughts lately because kind of like Bill I'm like coming home from work and I'm just like I've used my brain for the day I'm done you know so I don't know if some of the reasons that I haven't seen as many lessons or had as many deep thoughts is because like I just blank or if I was like thinking about it and I was like, okay, because I do a lot of research that's, you know, around identity categories, right? So thinking through things like, well, what's happening that's interesting around gender or race or um, sexuality or anything. And there's been nothing this season, really. Can you all think, am I missing something? Definitely no gender or race. It just, it hasn't felt, um, and I don't know if maybe this is also the franchise trying to avoid some of those things because (laughs) they haven't been doing so hot. But then like, it really is kind of like interesting to me. It feels like there's just such an absence of that. And like I said, I was like, is, is there really an absence of that? Or is like my critical brain just (laughs) off during watching? So I, I was trying to think of things and, you know, I was thinking about Shanae and to kind of bring it back to Shanae and Genevieve, you know, their friendship. I was like thinking about like loyalty and, you know, this commitments and the shakeups and, you know, just kind of thinking through like, what are the rules of the beach? And I, cause I do think that the rules of the beach or the situation or whatever you want to call it, like, it's hard to pin down. We're like, I feel like the rules on The Bachelor and The Bachelorette are more overt. Yeah, the rules on the beach are very community built. Mm-hmm. Right? Ah, so they it's it's a 
collaboration. Ooh, yeah. that's like very feminist of them yeah. to co-create their rules. But that <laughs> makes sense. That's why when I like I think of Bachelor in Paradise, feminism is the first mind. <laughs> they have a feminist ethic of teamwork. But like grocery store Joe kind of became the like arbitrator last year, but we haven't had like an arbitrator this year, you know. Casey kind of was, but then he like that was, that was an interesting moment. That was definitely like it, it was I felt like they're like, hey, we have to have an ambulance scene, right? And they're like, Casey, we're gonna slip this in your drink. And, <laughs> <Casey>. <laughs> no. and then he's just gone. It's yeah, like everyone kind of accepted it too. They're like, Yeah, Casey passes out. Hey. <laughs> Oopsie no, one, no one was like, does he have a heart condition or what? Yeah. And then we're worried about his ankle and he leaves. Like, yeah. I don't know. It's yeah. Yeah. The rules of the beach. What do you think the rules of engagement are this season then? I don't, I don't think they've been around enough to, to develop them. I think, I that think that there's some commitments to each other though. Like you sort of said that like, it seems like, especially there's now like this teaming of loyalty among like sort of the original. Yeah. Yep. And then like the newcomers, I guess. And then I do think that like, there's, it's hard to figure out what the relationship rules are, mm-hmm. but like in terms of their friendship rules, it seems like there's like more of a commitment that like, oh, the girls are going to get along. The guys are going to get along. Mm-hmm. Well, I think the girls definitely bonded and the guys, the original guys bonded, right? Because they got sent away and it was very much like you are now a group. And so I think that's probably where that comes from. The guys seem more open to welcome the new guys. And I, I, but that, I also yeah. wonder if some of that is because more of the girls seem to try to keep their commitments than the guys did, which isn't particularly shocking. Yeah. Well, and they didn't see Olu, and I feel like if Olu had walked out on the beach, they all would have felt like, oh, God, we do not measure up to this guy. Oh. How Logan, but not Olu. These are the mysteries of Bachelor in Paradise. Yep. So what are you all's predictions? I think Michael and Danielle will end up together. Really? Yeah. I think Serene and Brandon for sure. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. I actually think something's going to happen and they're not going to end up together. They're they're giving off very high school uh, sweethearts that get married. They're going to go to college and meet other people and it's going to end in tears. I think Johnny and Victoria are going to get engaged. So unrelated, but I was lecturing about um, uh, like people who go to college together dating from high school and then they break up in college and everyone was looking at this one girl. And then finally someone was like, she just broke up with her high school boyfriend the other day. And I was like, oh, no. But give her a prize because yeah, she, that's good. She, go was not, she did not look well. Like spread your wings. Well, yeah, I'm sure she sad. Um, spread your wings. Fo- meet new people. I did follow up with an email after class and said, "I'm sorry, you know, if 
Well, if you if you need mental health services, uh, the university provides those. I'd also be happy to talk to you. Um, so, yeah. Like, sorry, I I ridiculed you. Yeah, it's like this person right here. Like, <laughs> Bill is the bachelor producers of his courses. <laughs> I'm just trying to I'm just trying to get as much controversy as possible. Oh my goodness! You're trying to save them from four years of back and forth drama and yeah. just cut it cut it freshman year and move on with your lives yeah. that's what you're doing do you think that there's any couples that are going to like not be engaged at the end of this but like might leave together no no <laughs> i don't know i don't think so well until you all told me that I, I was gonna say Aaron and Genevieve, maybe oh, maybe them because yeah. maybe the producers are making us think something happens that doesn't happen. Yeah, that's my my hope is that they like are still together and like James like has a girlfriend somewhere and they can all like double date. Poor James. James in his tiny head. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> All right, Bill, do you have, I don't have it up. Can you give a shout out to our- I do. Sicklerville, New Jersey. Um, yeah, Sicklerville, New Jersey is an unincorporated community within the Winslow Township in Camden County, New Jersey. Um, zip code 08081. Um, it was started by Paul Sickler. So Sicklerville is a whole bunch of Sicklers that live there. Um, it's got 47,000 people, 45,000 people in it. Um, it's got a whole bunch of houses of worship listed. Uh, they didn't have any type of industry. So apparently it's just a place where people live. Um, let's see, what else do we got? Where is it? Is it close to New York city or Philadelphia? Uh, it's between Philadelphia and Atlantic city. That's where everybody works. Yep. And then uh, notable people, Jordan Burroughs was born there, um, who is one of the best Olympic wrestlers of all time. Uh, Iowa, uh, kind of an Iowa um, uh, connection. Sean Green, who played running back for the University of Iowa, uh, lived there. And Ed Forshion, a marijuana rights activist who uses the name NG, NJ Weedman, lives there. Nice. Um, and that's, you know, that's about it. Uh Olympic silver or gold medalist in, or wait, where was it? Uh, Priscilla Frederick, um, silver medalist in the Pan Am games. Also from there. Awesome. That's all I got. Yeah. You're listening Sicklerville? It's Sicklerville. I'm going to assume that it's Jordan Burroughs, one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. And he's oh my like, God. Jordan, if you're listening, good job wrestling. A yep. plus. Bill Henniger, who was also a wrestler, he makes this podcast, and I got to get down on this. He's been a fan of my career. I've got to be a fan of Bill's career. It's the way it works. <laughs> the way it works. Yep. And what's his name? Jordan Burroughs. Jordan, I don't like wrestling, but I support you wrestling, <laughs> and thank you for your service to our country. As a wrestler. I do like As wrestling. A wrestling. And I also like a nice end to a podcast. So thank you for listening. We will be back with after the final episode, we will record and then we will be done until sometime. So yeah, yeah. everyone get ready for Thanksgiving. It'll come out shortly after that. Bye.
You have been listening to Batchademia with your hosts, Daniel Dick McGew, Kim Hanna, and Bill Henning. All thoughts and opinions expressed on the show are solely those of the person who spoke them. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe to the show, leaving a five-star rating and review wherever you listen to your podcasts. Also, please share with your family, friends, colleagues, and other Ardent Bachelor fans. If you have comments or questions you would like us to address on the show, you can email us at batchadamia at gmail.com. Or on the Twitter with the handle at Batchadamia. Thanks Thanks for for listening. listening.